Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year, producing a balanced budget, not just for football, and saving on travel because spending less on airfares means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast on your favourite podcast app. Future you will thank you. It's the Chronicles of Aguna. It's the big match preview show, and we are live. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hope you're all good. Hope you're all well. Welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna podcast, part of, of course, the 90 Min Football family. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon. And on this edition of the show, we're going to be looking ahead to Arsenal's clash with Sheffield United at Emirates Stadium tomorrow afternoon. We're going to be breaking it all down. We'll have a look at our opponents, their season so far. We'll discuss Arsenal's starting 11 and lots, lots more. There is so, so much uh, to get into on this episode. I can't wait. Uh, big hello to everybody joining us in the live chat. If you are uh, with us live on YouTube, hope you're good, hope you're well. And a big hello to everybody that will be watching or listening to this back a little bit later on in the day. Um, right. I, I guess we should we should get on with it. Um, it is going to be a slightly shorter preview show today just because um, I've got to get down to TalkSport. Um, as you guys know by now, I'm hosting... Uh, the Social on TalkSport 2 from 3 till 6 p.m. on Friday afternoons. It's a great show. It's a great slot because we get to look ahead to the weekend stuff. And I'm really, really excited about today's one. Uh, and I'm delighted to say that I'm going to be joined by uh, Sam Parkin once again, who I'm really, really enjoying uh, working with. So um, I've got a dash after this to get down there in time. Uh, so we're not going to do a Q&A at the end of this episode. But we will, uh, of course, pick up some more of your questions towards. Um, uh, the back end of the weekend, uh, of course, we're going to bring you a review show of the Arsenal-Sheffield United game. That is going to come on Sunday morning. Now, there's a reason for that. And the reason for that is because I'm not going to be at Emirates Stadium uh, this weekend. I know, I know, my heart breaks. Um, I'm not going to be at the stadium. I am going to be watching the game, of course, but I'm going to be watching it from afar. Now, the reason for that is because I am on commentary duty for BBC Radio London. Uh, of Chelsea versus Brentford from Stamford Bridge. Now, obviously, I'd rather be at the Arsenal game. Of course I would. You know, that's, you know, Arsenal is my thing. Arsenal is my bread and butter. Arsenal are the team that I love. And there's a part of me that really struggles with um, not being at a game when I know I probably should have been or could have been. Um, but as you guys know, you know, I'm I'm trying to make my way as a commentator. I'm trying really hard to kind of kick down some of the doors um, that I'm finding in front of me, uh, overcome some of the obstacles that you need to in order to A, improve, and then B, eventually get to where you want to get. Um, and obviously, when full commentary opportunities come along, rather than reporting and commentating on highlights, which is what I would have been doing at Arsenal uh, this weekend, you got to take them. You know, I can't sit there and say that I deserve more opportunities, that I feel I need more opportunities. And then when they come along, go, actually, do you know what? I'm not going to take that. And I had to do it once last season as well. I had to uh, skip Arsenal's away game 
at Villa, which was a cracker in the end. The way we won it was brilliant, wasn't it? But I had to skip that one because I was given an opportunity to commentate on a championship game live on the radio. And again, the same reasons applied. And so I decided to do that on that day. And I'm going to have to do that this weekend. The good thing is, with the game that I'm covering being a 12.30 kickoff, um, and of course, Arsenal kicking off at three, I should be done and dusted by around about 2.45, 2.50, which means I can sit down, perch myself somewhere and watch the Arsenal game at the very least. But um, given that I'm not going to be there, um, I'm going to want to catch up on, um, you know, the game in full. It's not quite the same watching it on your laptop and all the rest of it. So I am going to say to you from now that the review show of Arsenal versus Sheffield United will come to you on Sunday morning uh, rather than on Saturday evening. Um, unless something drastically changes and I get away that bit quicker and I'm able to sit uh, and watch it all uninterrupted, etc., etc., straight away. Um, but yeah, I think it will probably be Sunday morning. So just be aware uh, of that. Right. Let's um, dive into the preview of this one then, because uh, this is, you know, not the biggest game on paper for Arsenal. You know, Arsenal are a side that, you know, are expected to beat somebody like Sheffield United, a club that are rooted to the bottom of the Premier League at the moment, a club that you expect to be in the fight uh, for survival. I don't even think Sheffield United are going to be able to make too good a go of survival, by the way. I think that they're one of the clubs that are going to really struggle. I tip them to go down at the start of the season, but this is the Premier League and you should never take anybody lightly. I feel like I say this ahead of every game, mainly because I sort of scroll through the comments and I scroll through the chat box and I just see not arrogance, but an overconfidence at times, as if we haven't seen this league in this competition spring plenty of surprises over the years. So for that reason, I think Arsenal need to be on their game. I don't think I'd be messing around with a team selection too much. I don't think I'd be, um, you know, taking them lightly for a second. Genuinely, I, I really do think that that's really important um, in a game like this. But let's um, let's dive into the preview then, because I think this is going to be a, a fascinating game um, for a number of reasons, just because I think there are some kind of semi-difficult decisions that Mikel Arteta has to make. You know, do we have Thomas Partey available? Do we have Gabriel Jesus available? We don't know at the time of recording. And Mikel Arteta is due to face the media in about an hour and a half's time. But the reason I haven't waited until then to get this done is because A, you'd have been waiting much longer because I'm obviously going off to work. But B, Mikel Arteta ain't going to tell us anything anyway. He never bloody does. He's going to say, we've got one more training session, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, and he's going to tell you, you know, we have to assess them, blah, 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 because he doesn't like to give away team news. And he's certainly not going to change his ways ahead of this one, I don't think, anyway. Um, so, yeah, let's, um, let's dive into the preview of this one then. Arsenal versus Sheffield United, 3 p.m. UK time tomorrow. Um, not live on TV in the UK. You can listen to it on uh, BBC Radio 5 Live. You can also listen to it, of course, via the Arsenal app. Dan Roebuck doing a great job of the club's commentary there. And if you go onto the website or app, you can access uh, the breakdown, Adrian Clark's show, um, which will build up to the game, cover the game with uh, Dan Roebuck's commentary and then uh, move on into um, 
the analysis afterwards as well. So that's a great that's a great way of uh, keeping across it if you can't watch it. Um, right, let's start off then with the Arsenal versus Sheffield United head-to-head. The two sides have met in Premier League history on 10 occasions. Arsenal have won four of those matchups. Sheffield United have won two, and there have been four draws between the two sides. So the record balanced in Arsenal's favour. Sheffield United, of course, uh, prior to this promotion, hadn't been in the Premier League for a little while, um, which, you know, means that the meetings between the two are not um, as, as frequent. You have to go back further through history to find, for example, the last five uh, or the last six, which can make these records a little bit null and void in the sense of the Sheffield United team that you played three games ago in terms of your head-to-head meetings, can be totally different to the one that you face today. So I don't pay as much attention to the head-to-head records in fixtures like this, involving sides like Sheffield United, as I would in a Arsenal Man City or an Arsenal Man United or, or, or an Arsenal Chelsea, etc., etc. But it is worth just taking a peek at those statistics. So if we look at the recent meetings, if we look at the last five, um, Arsenal uh, won at Bramall Lane by three goals to nil back on Sunday, the 11th of April, 2021. Prior to that, in that same season, the Gunners beat Sheffield United in October at Emirates Stadium by two goals to one. Then if you go back to January 18th, 2020, there was a 1-1 draw at Emirates Stadium, a really frustrating result for the Gunners that. And if you go back to the 21st of October, 2019, I was at this game. We lost 1-0 at Bramall Lane go back um, to the meeting before that. And it highlights my point. You have to go all the way back to the 30th of December, 2006, where once again, Sheffield United beat us 1-0 at Bramall Lane. So if you look at the last five and again, take into um, consideration and into context that some of these games are quite far apart in terms of the timeline. Arsenal have won their last two meetings with Sheffield United. Prior to that, they were held to a 1-1 draw. And Sheffield United have also won two of the last five. Both of those wins, though, coming at Bramall Lane in front of their fans. And of course, they're at Emirates Stadium this weekend, which is going to be a totally different proposition. If we take this on and we look at the uh, form guide of these two sides, Arsenal picked up a couple of draws in their last five, which has been a little bit disappointing. Um, You know, depending on how you look at them, you look at that draw uh, with Spurs, uh, of course, Arsenal 2-2 that day. Um, you know, you you don't want to um, draw the home leg of the North London derby, if you like, particularly the fact that Arsenal played badly, I think, that day, generally speaking, I think disappointed a lot of people and prompted a fair few questions. But Arsenal bounced back with a 4-0 win at Bournemouth. And then they followed that up with a 1-0 win over Manchester City. There was, of course, that draw at Stamford Bridge for the Gunners, the 2-2 draw. again a poor performance. We stunk the place out, if we're being honest. But what I will say is this, when you're 2-0 down at a place like Stamford Bridge, with less than 15 minutes to go, you will bloody take a 2-2 draw, won't you? And that's what we got in the end. As for Sheffield United, though, they have lost all of their last five Premier League fixtures. And along the way, they were spanked at St. James's Park and they lost 8-0 that day. Now, some of those games have been difficult, and I think you have to be fair in your analysis of them, i.e. Spurs away, where they lost 2-1. 
They put in a really, really good shift for most of that game. And it took some ridiculously late goals from Tottenham Hotspur to win that one. Sheffield United was, uh, sorry, Newcastle away was was a disgrace. You know, nobody in the Premier League should be going and losing 8-0 anywhere. Um, after that, they were beaten at West Ham United, who are a decent enough side. You know, a trip to the London Stadium isn't easy for most sides, let alone a side that are expected to fight for relegation. So I don't really read into that one too much. Probably should have done a little bit better away at Fulham, where they lost 3-1, because, of course, I think in a lot of people's opinions, look, Fulham might just about be OK, but they're certainly going to be one of those sides that people expect to be in the bottom half of the bottom half of the table, if that makes sense. And then, of course, their most recent game uh, was that home fixture against Manchester United, where I thought they were actually quite good on the whole. Now, Man United were poor and people always prefer to run with that narrative, don't they? But Sheffield United were very competitive that day. And um, and it took a really late, late, brilliant goal from Diogo Dallo uh, to win it for Manchester United. But the point I'm trying to make here is that Sheffield United on a couple of occasions in that last five fixtures, Spurs away and Man United at home in particular, have been competitive with good sides, sides that are expected to achieve way more than they are over the course of the season, um, but not got the result because of small margins at the end. So just a bit of uh, context around some of those results. Now, if you look at the two seat, uh, the two sides in their seasons so far, uh, Arsenal sit in third going into the weekend. 1-6, drawn three, lost none. Uh, average goal score per match for the Gunners is two. Uh, average goals conceded is 0.89. Four clean sheets for Mikel Arteta's side. And they're averaging, according to the Premier League's website, 1.22 clear chances created per match. Now, I always say this on every preview show that we do. We include this statistic, but I'm not sure that it is, um, you know, I'm not sure what what distinguishes a clear chance or or a chance between a half chance and all the rest of it. So I'm always a little bit wary of that metric. And I think you should be, too. Uh, our biggest win of the season was, of course, that 4-0 victory at Bournemouth as it stands. And the Gunners are yet to taste defeat in the Premier League. Sheffield United are bottom of the pile. They sit rooted uh, to the bottom of the table. They've won none. They've drawn one and they've lost eight of their games so far. On average, they score 0.78 goals per game. Average goals conceded per match is pushing three. So Arsenal will feel there's a goal or so uh, in there for them, uh, of course, tomorrow. Zero clean sheets. They don't even create one clear chance per match, according to... Uh, to that same metric that I said to be a little bit wary of. And their worst defeat um, was, of course, that 8-0 defeat at St. James's Park. No win on the board yet uh, for them. Therefore, I can't give you uh, what their biggest win was. Um, but yeah, that's uh, how the statistics look going into this one. Uh, so what we're going to do in just a second is talk about the lineup that I would pick uh, for this one. Because I think there are some decisions that Mikel Arteta has to make, and I'll provide you some context uh, around why I've come up with some of these decisions uh, based on, um, you know, uh, what we think is going to be the team news that Mikel Arteta is going to reveal a little bit later on today. But there are a few uh, points that I just wanted to address in the live chat. Um, big hello to everyone who's joining us, by the way. Don't forget to like, subscribe to the channel as well if you haven't done so already. Uh, that really, really does help. Daniel Mortensen um, says, would you take Ivan Tony or Douglas Louise uh, with Partey injured all the time? I know I said I wasn't going to answer questions, but um, 
I, I do want to uh, just quickly touch on this one because it caught my eye. Um, Ivan Tony, I've said it before. I'm not massively keen on Ivan Tony. I'm a big fan of Douglas Louise's. I don't think Douglas Louise is elite level in that. I don't think he's one of the best midfielders in the world, which is what a club like Arsenal, hoping to achieve what Arsenal are hoping to achieve, should aspire to be signing, in my personal opinion. I'm not being a snob here, but I think Douglas Louise would be a great addition to the squad. And at some point, a bit of succession planning has to come into play here for Arsenal because Thomas Partey constantly breaks down. Um, I'm not sure that he'll be here beyond uh, the end of this season. The same can be said of Jorginho, whose contract is due to expire. Will that be extended? I don't know. Should it be? I think that'll be a debate that we need to have later on in the season. Mohamed Elneny almost certainly won't be here either. So there does require a bit of uh, succession planning in that midfield area. And Douglas Louise is someone we know Arsenal have been interested before. We know they've made a move for before, but they weren't able to get that deal uh, over the line. Um, but I would certainly take Douglas Louise as long as, as I always say, uh, the price is reasonable and not ridiculous, which is ultimately, if I'm being honest with myself, what I expect Aston Villa to do, put up a ridiculous price um, and uh, and hope that we bite. Uh, live in the chat says uh, Rice is the heir uh, of the number six position in midfield. I agree with that, but you need to have more than just Declan Rice in terms of backup, in terms of depth, if you want to compete on multiple fronts, as we've learned the hard way. I think, over the last few seasons. Right, let's get back then uh, to uh, the team selection. So what would I go with uh, in this one? Um, I'm going to go with Aaron Ramsdale in goal. Now, again, remember, this is the team that I would pick. This is Harry's starting eleven, not Mikel Arteta's. Do I think that Aaron Ramsdale will start this game? Not a chance in hell. He is going to pick David Raya. David Raya is his number one now. And whilst I said the other day that we need to um, stop making such a big thing of this, we need to stop debating it every single week, we need to stop giving this conversation oxygen. If I'm picking my starting 11, based on what I've seen over the last few weeks, I'm picking Aaron Ramsdale. So I'd be lying and I'd be doing that PR thing that you all accuse me of um, if I went with David Raya here, because my eyes tell me that Aaron Ramsdale deserves an opportunity to come back into the side and fight for that shirt again, because David Raya is not impressing me at the moment. You know, I'm not going to go into it again because we've talked about his aggressive positioning, the risks that that brings. We've talked about various other elements and aspects uh, of his game. Um, but yeah, for me, it would be Aaron Ramsdale in between the sticks uh, tomorrow afternoon. I'd go with Ben White at right back. I'd go with William Saliba alongside Gabriel at centre-back. And although he had a cracking game out in Seville uh, on Tuesday night, I'd actually bring Alexander Zinchenko back into the left-back position. Um, the reason for that is because I expect this to be a game in which we have a lot of the ball. I think we're going to face a low block. I think we're going to need to try and unpick that lock as best as possible. And given that it's unlikely Thomas Partey um, is going to be available, I think we have to look at someone who is a good progressor of the ball. And even though I don't expect Mikel to put him in midfield or anything like that, and we'll come on to that area of the team in a moment, I think Zinchenko is up there um, among our best progressive passers of the ball. So although I don't think he's had a great start to the season, I think defensively there are question marks. I would even argue that in terms of him going into midfield, it hasn't been as effective as it has been in previous seasons. 
I'd quite like to see him start this one. Tommy Asu was great on Tuesday and I'm not taking anything away from him. And if he is left out tomorrow, he'll probably feel a little bit hard done by. But at the end of the day, I think that Arsenal need to be um, thinking about the, the issues and the opponent that they're going to face uh, at the weekend. So for me, it would be Zinchenko at left back. Go away from home or play a semi-decent attack inside. Then I think you go with Tommy Asu at this moment in time because he's in the better form. But I'm just trying to think about it through the kind of horses for courses lens here. Um, so Zinchenko for me. In midfield, I'd go with Jorginho um, and I'd go with Odegaard and I'd go with Rice. Um, I think that's becoming uh, our go-to midfield now in the absence of uh, Thomas Partey. And we talked a little bit, didn't we, uh, about what the problem has been with Martin Odegaard and the fact that I think part of the reason Jorginho has been put in the side is to try and help with that ball progression from a deeper area because as great as he is, I don't think Declan Rice is necessarily a specialist at that. I think he's wonderful and I think he brings so much to the team and I love him and I'm so glad we've got him. Obviously, it goes without saying that if Thomas Partey's fit, then he comes into this midfield for Jorginho. But given the fact he missed out with another muscle problem, um, on Tuesday night. I'm not sure that he's going to be ready for this one. And if he is, I'm not sure that Mikel Arteta will see taking a risk on him against Sheffield United at home as the best course of action. Um, Martinelli would play from the left for me, fresh off the back of his Champions League debut goal. Saka needs to get back into form, I think. And the only way to do that with a player of his calibre is to play through it. And then I'd go uh, because it's unlikely that Gabriel Jesus is going to be available, given we know he didn't train yesterday. I would go um, with uh, Kai Havertz uh, up front. That's why I didn't put him in the midfield. Now, what Mikel Arteta may do is put Eddie Nketiah up front. Think, you know what, it's Sheffield United at home. Drop Declan Rice back into the six and play Kai Havertz as an eight. He might put Fabio Vieira into the team. He's got options, Mikel Arteta here. But personally, this is what I would go with. From the start, of course, you've got the Trossards, the Vieiras, um, you know, and those alternative options available from the bench, Emil Smith-Rowe, um, etc. So, you know, we're well stocked in terms of different options, but this is the 11 I'd go with. So just to reiterate that, for those of you listening on audio, it would be Ramsdale in goal for me, White, Saliba, Gabriel Zinchenko across the back line, Jorginho, Rice and Odegaard in midfield, with Saka and Martinelli playing either side of Kai Havertz through the middle. Um, Gary Hundred in the chat says, here you go with that Ramsdale thing. Harry, accept it. Yeah, we know he's English and I rate the guy, but it is what it is. Uh, the more you probe, the worse you're making it for Arsenal. Listen, I wouldn't be being honest if I said to you that in my starting 11, David Raya would play. And ultimately, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to be honest with you and share my opinion. And um, that's what we do. This whole thing about him being English, Gary, it makes Zero difference to me whatsoever. I'm not English by origin. Yes, I'm a British citizen and I'm grateful uh, for all the opportunities that I have here and, uh, and for the life I have here. It's a great place to live. But I'm not English at heart. So I'm not someone who would exercise that kind of bias. I don't look at a player and go, oh, he's English, so I like him more. Like That doesn't even cross my mind, genuinely, spe generally, genuinely speaking, sorry. It honestly isn't a thing for me. You know, I identify as being Greek because that's the way I was brought up. That's what my blood is, all the rest of it. And, um, you know, I've got a lot of respect for England and this country for, for a number of reasons. But 
at the end of the day, I'm the last person probably that you're going to find sitting there going, yeah, I've got a bit of an English bias because I, I, I really, really don't. I'll tell you if I did, but I don't. Um, uh, you know, it is nothing to do with his nationality, nor should it be. Um, it's about his suitability to the, the position and it's about the job that he's currently doing. Anyway, um, right. That's my team then to face Sheffield uh, United. Um, I've got listener Q&A there, but we're not going to do that today just because I'm really, really pushed for time. Um, but a big thank you uh, to everybody for joining in in the live chat, for listening, of course, um, via all the various platforms. Uh, what I will say um, is uh, this. My prediction is going to be quite a bold one. I'm going to go for an Arsenal 4-0 win. I feel like it's time, you know, we just clicked. Um, it, it feels like it's the time that we really go out and put somebody to the sword like we did at Bournemouth. Um, Sheffield United at home is probably as good an opportunity to do that as any. But I also am not naive enough to think that they're going to come here, play open, expansive football, make it easy for us. So my prediction is a 4-0 win to the Gunners. And remember, we'll be reviewing that match in detail on Sunday mornings at live stream. And that'll be available on all podcast platforms uh, straight away as well. Um, a big thank you as well to everybody that's subscribed over the last few days because we have hit that milestone of 30,000 YouTube subscribers. A big thanks to everybody who subscribes via all the other platforms as well. Uh, you're just as important. Nobody's more important based on what uh, platform they're subscribed via. Um, but I will do a proper thank you uh, on that in the next edition of the podcast where I've got just a little bit more time. Thank you for bearing with me. Sorry, it's a rushed episode. We will uh, make up for it over the course of the week, I'm sure. Uh, Going to love you and leave you. Fingers crossed Arsenal can pick up another three points um, and uh, stay hot on the heels uh, of the league leaders because uh, there's a small matter of um, the Manchester derby coming up at the weekend. I know Man United are poor at the moment and I know that not many are giving them a chance, but it is a fixture that Manchester City could potentially struggle in, particularly given that they're not their formidable best at this stage of the season. They never really are, are they? Also, Tottenham, um, who are going very well at the moment, they travel to Selhurst Park tonight under the lights. I'm not saying that Crystal Palace are going to win. I'm not saying that Tottenham are even going to drop points. But I tell you what, Selhurst Park under the lights is a difficult place to go. So there's an opportunity here for Arsenal on a weekend where they have a side that they should be beaten quite comfortably to potentially make up some ground on a couple of rivals that have much more difficult, at least on paper, fixtures uh, this weekend. But anyway, catch you all soon. Thank you so much. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>